Hello Audio listener, please subscribe, leave a like and review on the platform you're listening from. The video version of this show is on YouTube and the link will be in the description. We are recording and today I've got Kilo. Thank you, dude. Happy to be here. Thanks Appreciate you coming, uh, dude. Yeah, mate. It was uh, supposed to take a while to get us oh, set up. You got it beautiful, dude. Look at this. Yeah. Yeah, we discussed this. It's like a garden center in here. <laughs> but um Yeah, no, it's it's a nice studio, mate. What's what's the name for the studio? You did tell me I forgot. Uh it's uh it's Jamal's studio and then I ended up just being able to slide in super lucky. Thanks, Jamal. Shout out Jamal. Uh, Shout out Jamal, yeah. Yeah, the dude. Um, he, uh, I think we were going to call it like basement, like M-I-N-T. The basement. Yeah, yeah. And That's then cool. uh, now it's like we just have a fucking group chat and it's like Gastown Stew. Gastown Stew. That's cool. Yeah. I feel like it just gets lost and everyone forgets the name. So we're just like, where are they at Gastown? It works. That's cool. <laughs> That's wicked, mate. It's a nice studio, actually. I really like it. Good space. It's, it's good, isn't it, for what you really need it to be? Yeah, it's not bad. Perhaps we should do like a little studio... That'd be sweet. Yeah, a little, little, little pan. Little Maybe pan. Put, that, put that in there as well, <laughs> like a little B-roll. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Yeah, we'll do that. Um, so, obviously, we're in your studio. Uh, t- tell me a bit more about how your music journey started. Like, where did it all begin Ooh. getting into it? Yeah. Um, well, first first of all, I'll ask everyone, where are you from? And yeah, how yeah. about your journey? Yeah. Um, I'm from Detroit originally. Yeah. And then, uh, like, early, early on, I uh, ended up moving to Windsor, Ontario, which is right across the border. Um, still will go back to Detroit all the time, so I have friends and family there. So uh, that was like the very, very beginning. And then my mom actually had a twin brother who was like a drummer. And he just like basically just gave me a set and was like, go nuts. And, like I just terrorized my family for years. Yeah, just yeah. noise complaints. <laughs> just yeah, like. It was horrible, dude. Yeah, it was so yeah. bad. And I like got really into like metal and stuff. And then I was like playing shit like always like in high school. And it was just like having four girlfriends you can't coordinate so <laughs> like all right i'm tuning all these drums showing up out of a van and shit and fucking you guys can't even show up with your guitar all right uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's when i got on the computer and i was like all right i'm just try try doing this shit myself and then met up with a buddy like kilo was actually a duo a long time ago like 2011 till probably like 2013 14 yeah. and um yeah he was like my buddy jesse shadow jesse uh, Jesse, <laughs> yeah, he fucking put me on to reason and was like, "Yo, this is it, dude. Like, you gotta check this shit out." And like, his brother was just like a, a don, like playing in fucking L.A. and shit all the time. And he like came in our, our little thing. And he's like, "Don't be using no motherfucking presets. Fucking initialize your patches and shit." Like, yeah, he just like made us like go throw right. a combinator yeah, in there. Yeah, and yeah, stuff. yeah. He's like, yeah. "Draw your MIDI patterns. I don't want you to use no fucking packs." I'm like, <laughs> "Very cool." So like, he got on our asses like super early, and then we were just like, "This is the only way you do it." And then we realized, like, oh, no, you can use the sample. You can use this shit. Like, we were just, like, so weirdly elitist about it early on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that, that's kind of, like, how it started. And then it kind of just stemmed into playing, like, a lot of shows around Windsor, um, uh, Detroit. Uh, I ended up playing up in London a lot. Um, Toronto once. Um, yeah, just kind of bouncing around. And now, finally out here. So, from uh, how, where did it transi- transition, though, from, like, the rock music to... Like the the electronic music. That's what was weird is like yeah, it's almost it's like a almost shameful little background, but I still love it. Um, I moved right into like dubstep, and I like that was my like yo, I need to learn whatever this production is. It's so dark, it's so yeah, different. Yeah. I like that because like that's what I liked out of metal. Yeah. So then I just always like love that super super like, just a huge fat like almost obnoxious bass and just simple like really reverbed out trippy sounds, lots of delays and stuff like that. Like I got really into that like super early on just. I don't know, it kind of remind me of like weird kind of post-hardcore 
tech metal type stuff. And well, I just the like, dubstep sounds. Yeah. Yeah. I, was dubstep dubstep big in like when did you move to Canada? By the way. Uh, that was that was real early on. I was probably like late 90s and then i'd just be back and forth all the time like okay so dubstep came in yeah. obviously later on in your life oh right? yeah, yeah for sure yeah. so the dubstep happened in uk for like a little bit yeah it yeah. did happen long but always when i came to canada everyone was like uh if you go to canada you gotta love dubstep so yeah. was that as you say you did dubstep for a bit yeah was oh, that yeah. because everyone was doing it and it was kind of the scene it was like, like i had this guy like i used to like work at a skate shop and like, we had yeah. this manager that we all like revered his name's brooks yo shout out brooks he's probably shout watching out brooks. <laughs> yeah, shout out brooks um fucking yeah he he put me on to so much shit at like an early age and my buddy mike's older brother matt like he put me on to so much like He's like, dude, like, if you if you want to DJ, like, I come to the club, check this out, like, watch this. And, like, Brooks was always DJing, like, half vinyl, half a CDJ. I'm like, oh, this is nuts to watch. Like, what the hell? But he, like, put me on to, like, chasing status and shit early and, like, stuff like that. So I was, like, the only kid listening to shit like that yeah. in my area. And then, like, it kind of got to this point where, like, me and Mike were, like, so obsessed with it that we were like, why don't we try to throw an event? And then he went and fucking manhandled the whole thing, did the event by himself, called it Dub Roots. And, like, we ended up playing it all the time. He'd ram a little, like social lounge that we had full with like probably 60 70 people over capacity at the point where he's like crowd surfing in this little like <laughs> box like smacking his head off pipes and shit and we're like, Dude, this guy's so rowdy so fast and it like lasted probably like a good solid two years and like detroit started having like a big kind of like bass movement too is that like um, uh is that like um uh like well, for me like uk garage but baseline like is always it bass house is that what you mean by bass um it was kind of more just like a like that early adoption of like i don't know kind of like trap dubstep shit like that was coming out yeah, like 2013 yeah. ish okay time, 2012 2013 yeah and like that's when we were like kind of doing the shows all the time and then um just that kind of just spiraled into like me just like trying to just play any set i could so it just turned into house then it turned into like i'd play techno sets i got yeah. super lucky like with the people i like met early on because of that little club scene so tight-knit like justin james shout out justin james he, like, Justin James put me on so hard that guy let me fucking open his fucking album release parties and stuff just like let me take the reins in his club a couple times uh Romo Augustino all those guys and shit just Sweet, like, put man. me on just had this awesome club called Boom Boom Room that like introduced me to so many techno acts so many house acts and that's like when I was like yo this is it this is it for me this is this is the scene so like going back just a little bit like where did you uh obviously you got into when did your first like DJ introduction like how did you get into the djing part of it because obviously you've you've gone from metal to dubstep right yeah yeah so how did you sort of feel like okay i want to start doing some parties like did you get into djing or did you do your first like I think gig that, because of the djing or how did it all like start that process that was probably like my dad like i think he was just sick of me fucking playing drums so much they so got me an electric <laughs> drum kit and he's Keep just the like, fucking noise down yeah, yeah he got me an electric kit and he's like in the headphones the fucking headphones i'm done with this like <laughs> so he's just like let me go nuts with that and then i like ended up realizing like oh, i could just midi plug this shit in and like rip my own fucking like my i can little sample this and like have midi patterns that i've wrote with my hands what it was a sick and like it was before like a drum machine and i was like wait this can just be a big ass playable drum machine this is dope yeah. so and that's like how i moved into that kind of and then i really toned it down and got really into like synths and like learning how to like make certain bass noises and stuff like that and like really into sound design and then that's when I was like, oh, this all just is cohesive. Like, I don't got to just adopt one instrument. It's yeah. like, I want to learn all these now. So, like, now I'm trying to learn, like, chords and stuff and, like, just kind of. 
So did you do the DJing part first, or was it like the producing part? It was first? probably it was producing first. It was producing for first, sure. yeah. Yeah, sweet. And okay. then like at DJing, it was like we got like a little shitty ass S four, and then oh, <laughs> like yeah, a little yeah. tractor thing, and I was like, yo, let's 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 do this. And my buddy Mike's older brother Matt was like, I got you set. Just show up, slam it. I don't know. You guys got an hour, so like me and my buddy at the time were just like, yeah, we're gonna go attempt this, and it worked out. And like we just watched it like. Dude, we can be up there and just pick this music that no one's heard, put people on the sounds, and like command a room for an hour. Yeah, this is it for me, dude. Like, <laughs> like yeah, that, that's wicked. That's it. Like, if you can do that on a regular and just actually have a good time up there, yeah, that's, that's all it is, man. That's so like going. I've obviously mentioned Reason, right? Yeah, yeah. On my computer, and you you use Reason, so that was the first software that you used, right? Yeah, yeah. And was you making like trap on that for the first? Yeah, part? yeah, you right? Yeah, okay. yeah. So. You, uh, what was like the how did you learn like I know your buddy told you to write everything in did you just learn as you as you did it as on the go on the fly sort he of thing he was like his older brother was so into it and so deep and stuff and like touring already DJing and stuff so that he was just like this is how you do it he already knew like when I came into the picture and I just didn't know how to use any of those programs so I kind of sit there with him and just like the one on one thing drum yeah. patterns and shit yeah. and be like this will add more swing make it sound like you're actually playing the shit not like a robot like you yeah. know what I mean like kind of less quantizey and stuff and like he was like well this is how you like initialize a synth like I'll show you how this and then I was like kind of like doing a little teamwork here this is sweet so yeah, yeah like yeah. after a while I was like yeah why don't we just like pair up and make tunes and fucking try to get some shows yeah that's how it started because playing the drums obviously you've got a big a big big like advantage by knowing your drum placement like where the kicks the hats yeah yeah like your snares you, you kind of know that right like, yeah from yeah. that and I think that's a big step up for like doing producing and then like obviously you gotta learn your synth and your chords and your keys yeah. and stuff like that so did you learn that as you were producing on the go as well you yeah. sort of picked that bit up right yeah I picked all that up yeah. and then um, just attend the U of Tube as much as you can <laughs> free learning dude just go on yeah, YouTube man. search some shit up just sit there through some tutorials I know it sucks like an hour long whatever just learn that shit literally yeah. the second you got it dialed it'll change your life just yeah. run with that and then I ended up going to school um, in London and uh, it was called, a school called OER which is basically like Nimbus here type thing oh, okay yeah. so just audio engineering school oh cool that helped out a lot that like made me realize everything I was doing kind of ass backwards <laughs> really <laughs> like, what did they sort of teach you then I'm intrigued to um, mostly like in the beginning it was just like uh, like signal flow gain staging all that type of stuff EQing um, they'd, touch, like, they'd teach you how to do live sound rigging and all that stuff which I love I love setting up systems and stuff I was always like a car audio guy growing up so I was like mm. This is just a big ass version of that. <laughs> maybe maybe you teach me some stuff, like yeah. you know. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. I would love to, dude. That'd yeah. be sweet. That's like one of my favorite things. Yeah, yeah. sweet. Perhaps we should uh, we should um, hook up with uh, you. Do the sound stuff, and I'll do the video stuff. Yeah, deal. And then we'll fucking set deal. like our own little <laughs> deal, thing up, right? <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> so um, so go. I oh, know we obviously went off a little bit of a tangent there, but um, what was the first track you created then, and like played out? Because obviously, did producing Ooh. first. And uh, what was your first track? And what would you think that would sound like now, back then, compared to your music now? Oh, man. It probably didn't age well. <laughs> <laughs> didn't age no, like a fine no. wine, huh? No, <laughs> no. Some stuff, like, we were trying to, like, fuse kind of, like, dubby, like, UK, kind of, like, deep, dark kind of wub shit mixed with, like, a trap flow. Because the trap, like, you need 808s and you need shit like that to have anybody really move where we're from <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean yeah. so like that was the beginning and we came out with like some super kind of like almost hard I don't know like a trap dub fusion type thing we had this like fuck was it um I think it was a 
it was a fucking like a flow rider song or some shit with like some super whack vocal what? chop and like we just completely made this monster out of it that just ended up in this like dark bassy like cavern tune yeah <laughs> it's, wow. like, it's like cave dweller song it was sweet though and you played it out loud yeah yeah we yeah. put it out and, and it worked and, and we're like dude oh what the fuck we just shot in the dark and it worked this is the best man like what's wrong with this just on a fucking flow rider right yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's horrible it's it done really well yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and so that was uh the first one so then going from that um that was trap right kind of trappy yep. kind of music yep. so then how did your like how did your uh should i call it evolution from trap to house and techno and the, that sort of side I think of it, it was like but how did that transition from that in that period of time from then to that now? was probably like more once i started not going to like all the base events like i wasn't like not going anymore i was still going to them but i started hanging out and going to more like house and techno events and mm-hmm. kind of hanging out with like the older crew yeah um like uh like justin james ian hind from back home he was like plastic man sound guy like oh, and wow. he like owned the skate shop that i used to skate at all the time like he just was like it just such a tight weird little community that meshed into each other and like and he's just like dude come come to these events so i go out and check them out and i'm like okay there's this is different but it's like cleanly and it's not like i don't know like that kind of frat like no fucks given kind of shit show vibe it's more of like just enjoy yourself and let yourself go sort of thing yeah more of an adult vibe and i was like this is cool like i see i see like the the draw to this and then like i started trying to produce it and i'm like oh this is fucking fun like this is why am i not messing with this and that's when I got into that, and then I find now like house and techno are like the basis of most most anything. Like if you're gonna play a show here, at least, yeah, you kind of have to stick to that as like a mainframe for your like your whole set to like build off of and stuff. Like I'll play a lot of breaks and stuff in between, but it'll be like a three to one ratio. Like I'll play like three house tunes and then like one breaks track. You can't just, just beat, to break beat people's ass with breaks all night. Yeah. But. <laughs> like, like a, a bit of an eclectic sound sort of thing going. So um, what do you what what would your view be then on like the house and techno scene in Vancouver now? Uh, honestly, like just like, like I've, I came out here in the middle of COVID. So like for me, it felt like the old school shit back home where you could just kind of like, you you felt like an outlaw. Like you're kind of just going to dirty, grimy little things, kind of worried on your way out going mm-hmm. in. Like I'm, we might get in shit, but this kind of is sick. Like <laughs> it's yeah, kind of like yeah. half the mystique too is like going out and feeling like you're doing something wrong. And it was kind of cool. Yeah. And then the community here is like awesome. Like, uh, so many good parties in there. yeah so many good parties and like I, I don't know what it is it's like everybody you meet here they're like oh yeah what do you do yeah yeah show me that shit yeah yeah when you got when's your next event I'm gonna come check it I got this event coming up like it's the most like cohesive easy going thing like yeah. no one's trying to be the guy be like fuck that I'm on point right now like like we're gonna throw an event against yours at the same night like yeah, yeah. I'm a bet DJ yeah yeah, yeah 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 it's like yeah. not a competition I love that it's like a breath of fresh air yeah everyone gets to go yeah, yeah. exactly that's um Going back to like when you were saying about the the older crowd, yeah, it's the same with me, right? When I was like seventeen, eighteen, yeah, yeah, I went to this uh, bar called uh, it's a club called Source Bar, renowned in like from my area, and uh, I walked in there and I was like the youngest kid in there, right? Me and my mate Jay and my mate Luke went in there, and um, well, we were the youngest in there, and all these guys were in like flared jeans, oh, shit. the flowery shirts, <laughs> like the midlife crisis I'd be for crew, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, like, no disrespect to them boys, but you know, shout they, out, they, shout they, out you boys. yeah, they, <laughs> they set the scene, right? And the ladies as well, but um, yeah, they uh, we went there, I was like, mate, this music is fucking sick, like, this is our B for like Balearic, deep, minimal stuff, right? It was like yeah. 120 BPM, deep, just 
groovy shit. And I was like, man, I'm loving this. And we just happily just stumbled in. Yeah. Like, and I was like, fuck, I love it. So, and then from that, more younger people started coming in and then it just became yeah. like the scene, right? Yeah, and yeah. Did you notice like that, that transition for you? Like when you started messing with like the older crew, it was like, the music sounded more meticulously a master down. Like it was made way more like mellow cleanly too. Like it was yeah. very much like, I don't know, like technique based instead of it just being like, let's just ram the fucking limiter loudness, you know, like, yeah, like, no, it's more like dynamic range. This is and you know, like subtle, subtle nuances you don't hear in other music. You know what I mean? It's not just screeches blasting your ears out. It's like, yeah. Oh, there's something to this It's deeper. There's more thought in the production. I feel like, yeah. And that's what drew, drew me more to it. It's like, this is more art than what I was yeah you know I, I, mean? I like agree with that yeah technique art all that coming together so was the clothing and all that was all art as well yeah, the yeah, flowery yeah. shirts yeah, and yeah. shit <laughs> but oh, man. It, it, yeah, yeah like that scene back then like well I'll say back then because we are in 2023 it's like 2000 when was it 2009 or 10 that time you know like it was the music back then was seemed more simpler I think everyone's trying yeah. to throw way more into the mix so much now. Everyone's trying, yep. you know like if you listen to I've said it before like Hot Natured, right? Yeah. Jamie Jones and all that lot. Their music was just like, yeah. hat, you know, kick, hat, Simple. couple of snares, like, some some ri- ri- you know some riffs and this and that. It was like banging music. Yeah. And like old like Sasha shit. You could have like a Sasha yeah. song on for like eight minutes. It's like an eight minute song. You can leave that shit on at a party, put it on repeat and like literally walk around for probably 50 minutes and no one will notice that the nah. song has not changed. Because nah. it's just that timeless and there's that many elements to it, but it's not overdone. And each little part of the song has different pockets. And it's like, I don't think that we make music like that anymore. I feel like now it's just like, a, this is the hard drop and this is the second hard drop and it all has to kind of sound cohesive and that's it. Like back then it was more of like a journey. Like, what am I getting? Yeah. It's an eight and a half minute tune. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, is it just be like B-sides just all night as well? Yeah, yeah. And then like, uh, Joe Fat, DJ Fat Tony. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, again, like him, when he, when, when he broke into the DJ scene, he played two vinyl all night. Just kept going from A to B's on both of them. So just for like hours all night. That's insane. It's like that's mad, so sick. Yeah. You know, and I think now a lot of people are trying to go for the big drops and the Yeah. The the kind of like I mean I'm guilty for that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I am too though in some way. I wouldn't say the big drops, but more of like the, the hook vocals of like yeah. Monty's Destiny's Child and Oh yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? Kind like, of bring that like old like late nineties R and B vibe yeah, and shit now, which you know is kinda cool. I love that though. I, I do, yeah. I mean, I'm not dissing it. Probably am dissing it, but I'm not. Because <laughs> it's, cool it's like good vocal tra- that's like what UKG did like yeah. early on and like we're kinda like copying that now with our Americanized house, I think. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. That's what I feel like. Yeah. It's just slower. Not one thirty five, less shuffle to it, yeah. more straightforward. But Is this what is this what's good about this? It? Is because I'm from UK, you're from the States and yeah. you kinda just I you you do you know what I mean? Like I, yeah, yeah. I've never parted in the States. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I'm, I'm experiencing it through yeah, you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, true. So it's kind of put a smile on my face, actually. Yeah, I, man, I, I, yeah. I, I, I love know. hearing about the UK, too. Like, you just grew up obsessed with it. So. Yeah, I mean, like, good music came from, like, Detroit, didn't it? Come on. Ah. Like, fucking. I'm not going to. Just Not Frankie just there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Richie. Orton, Richie, yeah. Justin. Holy shit. Justin, dude. <sighs> Your shit's yeah. impeccable. Love you. Perhaps we get him on the show, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Be He'd cool. probably be down. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> I'll get in contact with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> um, I've, I've gone off tangent again, but it's all good. Um, so, you, you, you obviously transitioned from the, the trap and into the, the, the house and the techno and yep. stuff like that. So, um, how did you like uh, go about getting your DJ gigs in Vancouver, like, or, or just in general, like, because people watch and they want to know how to, 
you know, like um, approach labels or brands, or whatever. How did what would your advice be to approach a brand or a label to play a gig if um, you're new into the scene? My advice would be try to check out as many venues as you can. Even if you don't know if you're going to like the show, just go to see the space. Go to see how the place is conveyed. If the crowd is like people that you would vibe with, see where your little niche would be, like where you could play and see yourself playing. And then just continue to show up. I find like just showing up and meeting the right people, like meeting whoever owns the place, like that. Try to just shake a hand, have a beer, simple things like that. But then like I got super lucky. Uh, My friend Jordan Gill, local uh, local DJ as well. I know Jordan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He he brought me down here, and I met Bryn and Dom at Northern House. So then I was like, I can come here every week, and there's always like a box of new producers and DJs and shit that are just kind of hanging out, and everyone's super chilling down to talk. This is a gold mine. This is it. Sweet. So that plugged me into like meeting everybody, and like you just talk events, and then you start going out to each other's events. Like yeah, yeah, come support. And then next thing you know, hey dude, would you want to play this? I'm like, sure. I never asked. I yeah. never once asked. I don't think. No. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a good thing about like yeah. I found in Vancouver as well is that you, a lot of the time you don't even have to ask. People just approach no. you. Yeah, you want to do this thing? Like, you know, it's like the right place, right time. Sometimes. Yeah, right? and it's like you are you are your environment. Where you, they're the people you surround yourself with. Yeah. You know, and um, I think that's wicked advice actually. Yeah, to be fair, it's probably like, better than the advice I could give actually. But yeah, sometimes. It's good. Like yeah, I mean, if you're really on it and you have a brand, and your whole thing is all together, and you like have your shit completely dialed to the point where you're like, this is my brand image, this is my my sound, this is my catalog of sounds, this is what I've put out, this is what I can do, this is what I can bring. If you're that level, for sure, go around asking. Mm-hmm. If you have all that shit and your shit is completely together, go around asking and digging. But if you don't, kind of, I would say just kind of show up and wait your turn, almost yeah. like just be in the right place, at the right time meet the right folks so that you're not regarded as kind of like a little over eager yeah because that's always a bad luck but yeah and how did you shape your your journey then to um like create your brand um if you know what i mean yeah it's it's kind of just been all over the place for a while like i, I like what up, was your process do you know what i mean was there even a process like i kind of just all naturally like fell together and stuff like yeah, yeah just close friends like helped me do logos and stuff like one of my best friends alex like just one day just like screwing around just was like here here's your here's your logo i was like oh this is dope <laughs> i love this <laughs> Cheers, mate. yeah 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 thanks very much yeah yeah shit like that like just easy friend connections it's been so far like i've never really like kind of dug or like really begged for anything which is nice like it's yeah, a super yeah. nice feeling but it's also just because I, I know that like i'm out living and breathing it as much as i can too so yeah, yeah. i think that kind of helps so the advice would be like be in the know get there quite a bit go to yeah, ra- yeah. Don't have to go raving every week but no make no it- and even if you do like just go and say hi like yeah even if you're not going to spend the whole night out there just say hi hey i just want to show face i just want to support paid for a ticket i'm here having a beer just yeah. want to say what's up and you're out and then people like love that i don't know what yeah fantastic it's a yeah. human connection you know like once you get that then it's like oh he's one of the boys yeah there he is <laughs> no, that's good i mean that's good advice like definitely like because again like you know some people don't are too shy to come out and you yeah. know go to events and meet people but y- you know these events are one of the most welcoming sort of yeah you know and like i've been nothing but welcomed here like if anybody is watching this and you guys see me out please come say what's up for real I'd yeah. love to get to know you. Like, yeah, we'll put all your uh, details in the bottom, in yeah, the description, all that anyway. But yeah, so um, yeah, wicked advice, mate. But I, I, I do want to dive a little bit deeper, though. Yeah, yeah. I want to dive a little bit deeper into um, like your process of like when you 
played that first track, which was a bit trappy, a yeah, bit this yeah. and the other, and how you like, you know, um, as you progress through your uh, productions, like signing to labels, mm-hmm. you know, like what, how did, what was your first track that you signed to labels, and what sort of genre was it? Was it still in the trap scene? That's kind the of thing, thing is like I still I still have yet to have most of like the style of music that I'm making now signed. Back when I was making dubstep, though, we had four songs signed to a label in Texas. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like a s- super short little thing. And it was like kind of flash in the pan, like quick little, like probably a two-year thing where we were getting support back and forth. And then it kind of like fizzled out. And then I stopped producing with my friend Jesse. And it was kind of just like, I'm not really going to chase the dubstep sound anymore. So like yeah. now I literally like shout out all the homies. Everyone's on my ass about this because I literally have like a hard drive with like 400 tracks on this. And I have like a MacBook with like 400 tracks on that just sitting there. And they're all like, what is wrong with you, dude? Put this out. But like that's where i was just talking that shit like get your brand together yeah that's like my next biggest goal is just to get my brand together have my everything like my whole ass together you know what i mean i can't look yeah. like i'm a mess and then then i'm coming out with some shit but that's that's the, that's one of the best ways to go though is get a big arsenal yeah and that's why i asked this question because you're explaining the branding thing right yeah and then obviously now you're saying like you know like i haven't released any tracks in this in this specific genre yeah but I've got a big arsenal of like a fucking a load of good tracks, mm-hmm. and I think that's also good advice for other producers as well. Yeah. Is that don't make one track release, don't make one track release. Yeah, yeah. Just like build up a big arsenal and try and find your sound. Is that do you think you found yeah. your sound by making all them tracks? Yes, yes. Four hundred per computer. Yes. Now, like that's where <laughs> I, like, it didn't feel like it was happening for me until I just became okay with shit and just moved on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like those tracks where you go back to it for. I'll hear some people talk like, oh, yeah, I've been working on this song for like six months. Bro, how the fuck? I can't, I gotta finish it in the day, or that track ain't gonna come out sounding the way it sounded the first time. Like, no, really? Is that yeah, how you capture it that day and that's it? Get it out. Like, stop, don't overthink shit. Like, just yeah. get it out, get that, capture that vibe, and then go back in there and do like the mixing, EQing, and shit. Like, just, just bang out the sound, like the general idea. And then yeah. once you have that general idea, you come back and lay it out different. You can do your EQing and stuff, but like you're never gonna capture that minute when you sat down and like made that first bit if you don't just jam it out in one shot and then come back to it and clean it. Yeah. I feel like if you come back to something a million times, laying out different bass lines, different ideas and stuff, it'll never be that first track. Hmm. You'll have you'll go through probably forty tracks that could have been. Yeah. And you could have had forty tracks now because you played with that bass line so many times, you made it so different that now you're you're lost. You You've know? lost the original concept yeah, of it, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I- you could have had probably at least five good tracks out of the ideas you threw down yeah just hammer it out like, so I, I i agree with that because obviously I've, I've said before to people is that um whatever first comes to mind yeah stick with that yeah exactly you know don't because you, once you have a plate you kind of just make it more no there's a reason you, you, yeah, you thought yeah, of that and there's a reason you thought it was like what you need to be doing you know? yeah so so what would what would be the first so how would you project produce a track like what would you start with first um for me i was like it's always kick I'm always kick. just yeah kick right away and I'm, I always like know the exact pattern that I'm going for I just draw in all, all MIDI I already know like, it's been so long that I've just been like I, I can just look at the grid and just click in where I know I need shit oh really and then just kind of throw things off a little bit like like a un, like kind of unquantized shit a little bit so it sounds a little more human yeah and then from there I'll I'll play with the bass and then I'll add some sort of like probably some 
just like an accent kind of almost pad or something like that just to keep it kind of full yeah and then i'll come back in and try melodies because that's where i suck i can't i'm terrible at melodies <laughs> oh really i'm terrible dude nah, <laughs> it's, mate, it's so can, bad you can't be good at everything no you no know, but you know there's always room for improvement right yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah, it's, always room it's always drums yeah. and then just uh throw in fills and shit and like just like growing up playing drums like every 16 bars if there's no sort of little fill or something like that no call and response you're gonna kind of bore everybody yeah so try to keep that together and that's really it and then yeah yeah throw down some melodies because I, I i suck at it just <laughs> <laughs> i'm so bad at it dude hey, honesty honesty is the best policy it's all good yeah <laughs> trust me it's the best way to be yeah. um so as you did your uh your you did the schooling for like the audio engineer yeah. stuff do you master your own tracks then yeah yeah right now it's um i master them like as best as i can yeah uh one of my best friends howley andres he's a great engineer yep honest dude's insane like genius with his shit he yeah. just started showing me like uh like clipping tools and stuff like that and like limiters and stuff like that and that's just stuff i've never really truly messed with myself and it's just like to get that last little bit of volume squeezed out of it but like really work on your mix downs and make sure you got a lot of dynamic range don't just make a fat sausage of a waveform like when you got dynamic range you notice that on good systems in a club yeah. you'll notice subtle little details and shit if you're just blasting like a sub it's like all right so do you do you, do you create a track like minus eight db and then yeah, yeah. and then just work it that way right yeah so you got exactly. to play the headroom and exactly try to way, yeah, yeah try to get as much headroom as you can so you have a lot of leeway to play with it yeah and then then you got so much more room to make changes in the future and stuff and if you I don't know if you're gonna compress anything then you you can play with it and you can I don't know it's just more malleable when it's when you're not already ramming the shit out of the levels off the jump yeah yeah so. that's the reason why i asked right because obviously we get producers listening on the show as well and mm-hmm. you're very knowledgeable and uh, you know it's wicked advice you know a lot of people you know a lot of people think like oh you know i've got a sample pack just fucking whacking this and whacking yeah. that it's good like yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. That's, like, that's fantastic but there are you know you want to make it sound more wider and more yeah. dynamic like a, yeah you know? and that's like a thing too is like if you are coming from that sample background it's good because it's showing you how to structure things like I'm not gonna shit on it like for that at all. No. But try to think of it this way: if all you're doing is using samples, you're just making a collage of other people's shit. You're not producing. Oh, okay. You're just making a collage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's really it. So like, if you, my my thing is to like pull yourself out of the box, draw some shit in the MIDI, initialize a patch, play with the synth, learn like ADSR, learn the difference between a saw wave, square wave, triangle wave. Once you can talk to, once you can speak to that, you understand what the hell's going on in all these programs. You understand what this like this patch is doing. Like when you actually fire up a, some sort of like a preset, and then you look at it and you're like, oh shit, I can change this and it'll kind of change that tone. Now I get this, and like now yeah. you can run with it and instead of just being given what you're predisposed to, and that's all you can do. Now, like another question I'm going to ask you is, do you think you can apply that to every genre, or is that only to a specific genre? Oh, every, literally. every genre, yeah, every, yeah. yeah every genre i find yeah, yeah. i asked the question because obviously people don't don't know this stuff right and yeah. you know i think it's good to put it out there and um give people as much information as possible when it comes to producing yeah i mean even me you know i've, I've been I've doing it for years but i still learn stuff you, you even teach yeah. me stuff to this day you know and everyone can feed off each other and that's the good thing about uh the scene like you were saying earlier yeah, yeah. Like you can go into it it's and you can so learn easy like like yeah just how everybody like i find this city especially producers like are just super down to talk about what they're what they've been doing and stuff like that like mm. 
I think I've had more conversations like this this like weekend about like yo what what baseline like what's a, what <laughs> yeah, yeah what synthesizer <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like oh it's this and they'll just run down everything I'm like this is dope like this is where I'm supposed to be man <laughs> yeah, yeah so I'm gonna go a little bit into the club scene then what was like the best club you've been to because obviously we've spoke before we spoke many times before anyway um but like. You know, you showed me a picture where you had Richie Horton on this yeah, first yeah. release of the Model One, right? Yeah, so yeah, you've lucky. you've been about and you've seen yeah. some great people. You've opened up for some massive people. We did yeah. for Mark Knight. We yeah, briefly, yeah. you know, went over, brushed over. Um, so, like, tell me, like, your, a bit more about your like experiences of like what's um, one made a big impact to you. Yeah. Two, what's stood out the most? Uh, one of the biggest like, impacts for me. that, or like a learning curve, or anything like that. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the first one that was like proper, it was in Windsor and it's, it's like the only club that was going at the time. It was called Boom Boom Room. And boom Boom Room. Yeah. And it was, uh, upstairs was like Sky Bar and like a smaller little like loft venue. Yeah. And that's like kind of where you kind of like cut your teeth. Like that's where they try new people and like just kind of, they let us run free in there for a good couple of years and it was sweet. Perfect. Yeah. And that was like where we got like the idea and like how to like convey a crowd, like how to kind of move through the night and like how to do an opening set instead of just show up and blast the shit out of it <laughs> i you know what like i'm gonna quickly cut into your story here but like i think a warm-up set yeah. i've said it many times i'm gonna keep saying it because it gives obviously people the confidence as well when they get into djing i think the warm-up set is one of the best sets of the night yep yeah 100 yeah 100 if you show up early and like that guy can fill the room in his one hour nailed it that's the yeah. only thing you're supposed to do that's yeah. literally all you're supposed to do you're not supposed to be the celeb you're not supposed to be banging off like going nuts and shit like if you held it down and you filled the room and then you set up the vibe for the next guy you've nailed it like, yeah. that is it your time will come yeah Trust exactly me. and people recognize that yeah. when you do a proper opening set people recognize that so. yeah so yeah going back on to your um like uh your um experiences from like opening like so yeah what's like been the best experiences obviously like say you've met Richard and Mark Knight yeah, so yeah. who's like the the people that you've met who have made um, it big that a real cool one was uh in Detroit at Electricity I got to open for Grand Theft uh, I got to open for Keys and Crates before and, yeah. like Grand Theft is he's like on Diplo's label and stuff like that like Matt Decent and stuff and he's okay. just like uses 12s and like literally just ripping like he's he's true vinylist like like he's unreal turntablist too and this yeah. guy just like just to have him come up like after our set and just be like you guys fucking nailed it yo canada representing this bitch and i'm like well <laughs> i'm from here but oh, in yeah. Canada. <laughs> yeah. and he's like oh well, whatever dude like you guys yeah. killed it and it was so dope like just getting that like almost like recognition from whoever you open for like when they actually do speak with you that's like the best feeling in the world that's like why i stuck with it for sure yeah yeah and how did you how did you get them opportunities um that was kind of the same same thing like in windsor i got super lucky like all like, the yeah, everybody's like, older brothers and stuff like that like yeah. kind of putting us on letting us get in there um that turned into like just kind of being on posters and then there's like a lot of booking agents and stuff and in, in detroit that like kind of would just kind of come over and like ask like, hey would you want to play this and like it, they did everything super proper there like you'd you'd sign a contract and you get a check and then they'd like they'd sign the check when you actually fulfill the job you know what i mean like it was oh, like yeah? super like not not like mickey mouse shit at Clock all it was like yeah it was like yeah. no you're very on point and like once you're done the job then you get your money like that's cool man yeah so you yeah. felt like a real contracted like artist like it went like that and then you're just UK. a little guy playing 10 till 11 like you know yeah yeah it was cool it went like that in the uk I'll be honest, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah exactly but. yeah um so yeah like uh how is it like meeting richie horton and like yeah like, oh man he's the nicest dude yeah like, i was so starstruck when i first met him though. i was just like 
well, this is like odd right now, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like uh, Justin, like was super nice, just invited me out. It was like me and like four guys just like go check out his Model One mixer like years before it came out. And, like he's just so nice, just like down to let us like fuck with the EQ, like play with it, and, like just get up there, man- mangle it, dude, just go nuts. And I was like, bro, this is the nicest guy. I've pictured like pictured him having like a god complex or something. The way he's yeah. like, you know, not at all, not at all. Dude's a fucking gem. It's mad because I've met some uh, like obviously famous djs as well and um they, they, they always seem to be the nicest people i've ever met they've yeah. always made the time to speak to you i think that's like how they yeah. get as good a career as they have is because they're actually a genuinely good person yeah and they've all started where we've all started yeah yeah you know? they've all done the small shit they've all no one just started in slamming festivals yeah. that doesn't happen Nah. and how like how is um uh, have you ever had to deal with like nerves where you've played warmed up for these DJs? Oh yeah, and you hand it over to them. Like, how did you deal with the nerves? Oh like, man, yeah. yeah, I'd love to hear this sort of stuff. Oh man, I, I used to smoke a shitload of weed. Yeah, like back then, I used to just get stoned as hell to play a show and like just fucking hope for the best and just kind of like <laughs> <laughs> like just put it away. Like no one's here, just look at the mixer. I still kind of go tunnel vision sometimes. Like I'll just put on shades and I'm just fucking looking down. <laughs> yeah, really? Like, I'll yeah, look yeah. up in the crowd see if they're into it. Back down. <laughs> but like I don't know. It's I don't know. It's it, it's it's one of those things where it's I don't know, it's just tough. Has it has it got better experience. over time though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I find now like I kinda know what's gonna work here for like the parties I'll get invited to play. Yeah. So I'm kinda just set with my organization and stuff. I really I'm unorganized. Like I literally just have a USB with like 400 songs. Just so you don't you don't play any sets? No, 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 no. Every time fucking I've ever hardcore. tried to plan anything, it fucks up. It fucks me up. Really? So bad. Yeah, yeah. So I just don't plan anything anymore. I'm like, no. Every time I've ever like go, gone to the drawing board and be like, this is gonna work, and it never does. So I just look at the crowd and I'm like, what's well, gonna? All right, and chuck that on. Yeah. That's the best way though. You gotta read the crowd, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that'll That's... teach you too. If you just show yeah. up with a wad of tunes on a stick, try that. Maybe try that one time. See if that works. Yeah, because for me, that's that seems like the ticket. Like some people, like a lot of my friends are so meticulous. They'll spend like four hours before they're set. Like, oh, I'm prepping, I'm prepping, I'm prepping. I'm like, I'll wing it, mate. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, fucking hard drive. I'm showing up. We'll see you. <laughs> I'll wing it. It's fine. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It sounds like it sounds like I'm like half-assing it, but like I don't know what it is. It's oh, that just seems to work. Like that's the best ones I play are the ones where it somehow works out, and those are the ones I walk away feeling the best. Where I'm like smiling, you know. Yeah. Where, like if I plan something, it's like, and it doesn't go to plan. I feel like I have way more, there's way more opportunity for me to feel bad, you know, yeah, like yeah. at the end of it, like, oh fuck, I thought this was really going to go down and it didn't like, damn it, you know? Like, yeah. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that's a, a good way to approach, but everyone does approach it differently. And I think that's like coming from like fucking with tractor and shit like that and Serato and just having your whole laptop with you. Yeah. So like instead of just going from where one playlist that like you can just dig through your whole library and like that's what made me be like yeah i just need my library when i'm out <laughs> yeah, yeah so just now that's everything's usb i'm just like so do you play just on the cdjs or do you, is your setup can be tractor or um, serato or is it yeah, a, a yeah. different sometimes or do you um if i was to play like a hard hard techno set i'd either want cdjs or tractor yeah um <coughs> like, i really like like the d2 controllers for tractor those are sweet uh, it kind of gets you la- out of laptop face. Like you can kind of close your laptop and it has the screens built in. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. And then like I have like one of those Denon all-in-one controllers and I'll use it with Serato and I have a TR8 drum machine. There's TR sync. So you can just sync your drum machine to the tracks, but the tracks aren't synced. So you still have to beat match the tunes. 
the drum machines doing top loops and stuff so you're just sitting there freestyling top loops that's what it is looping obscure part of the track and then you go a hard 808 shit on it and just go nuts go to fucking town yeah, on yeah. it yeah and yeah just come back and throw on another tune turn off the tr8 basically and it's just like a three three deck but not really a deck a sampler kind of yeah know, something like that but that's like me at home and then me out is always just cjs cjs yeah, yeah. cjs always just because it's like, it's just a club standard i don't want to be the guy who's like here's my box of shit that i have to f- <laughs> yeah. you know I, yeah. I was that for the longest time with my like tractor controller and it was like the worst because it was just now i gotta push over all the the professional gear for my little plastic thing and i'm gonna stand in the weird corner <laughs> you know like yeah stuff like that but yeah i don't know i just like being able to get down on everything too i feel like that will help too in the long run so you never like show up and you're like oh shit i don't know how to use this i'm scared you know yeah once you eliminate that it's it's pretty much playing tunes yeah 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 yeah, just enjoy it. Yeah. Um, with regards to um, uh, making music, you got like f- loads of tracks. Like how you say you can knock them out in a day, right? Yeah. So you got a lot of these tracks. Has Has anyone heard any of the? Uh, they probably have heard some of them, but oh yeah, have they heard? Have you got some that you've never played to anyone before? You've oh yeah, just, you have. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So I, I like <laughs> yeah. a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I even like I like would make hip hop and stuff with my friends and like make like my little brother is like uh like raps and stuff so like he, like we just like send each other beats and shit all the time just of like all that. genres yeah 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 yeah. oh wow yeah so like hip-hop was like huge hell. i have like a whole catalog like probably fuck 120 like completely mastered finished hip-hop beats like all ranging from like 90 you might have the next drake theme <laughs> tune <laughs> fuck it See, i love like that and like dance hall tunes i'll make some dance halls every once in a while shit like that like i just i love music like it's not I'm not going to pigeonhole myself to one genre. Yeah. And that's like what kills me inside a little bit is like, I don't know. I feel like kids now, like when they're coming out into music, they're like, I have to just stick to this one sound and it's this one sound and it's just this one sound. And you're like, do you go to other parties and shit? Like I yeah. love music period, man. Like, I gotta listen to everything. It's so you can take inspiration from everything. You listen to fucking country. You can like, like if, have you ever taken, like I've literally taken a country song into Ableton and then transposed the MIDI from the fucking swing guitar into fucking like oh, the really? melody and it it made some of the trippiest shit and I've ever heard. I'm like, yo, tell me fucking you more. can snipe shit out of everything. Yeah. Everything is an inspiration if you look at it that way. So that's cool. Yeah. It's like a do you ever go out with like a recorder and just like Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, in my pocket. I always record shit like uh hear like the fucking crossing guard the beep boop beep boop. Like shit like fucking that. And I'll bring it into drum and bass tunes and just like now I got this fucking you know, um, Billie Eilish. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Her brother Finian. Fin- is it Finian? Finian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I he watched d- that interview. He too. done it. He done it with uh, in the states with the yeah. clicky thing of the traffic. Yeah, yeah. Crossing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's. I got like. I was literally like, "Yo, he's doing that shit." And then like, uh, another night, like my buddy is like standing at his fucking because uh, he called himself in. He forgot his keys for his house. Yeah. So when he calls on his phone and he's talking into the mic on the thing he'd be like hello 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 because it would delay through like both microphones just making a loop yeah so like i basically like recorded him like just saying some stupid shit we were like out of our mind at like 3 a.m like he's just like absolutely wasted and it's just like on this loop of shit and i was like that's actually such a sick like that's such a drum and bass intro dude that's like ominous as shit <laughs> <laughs> so it was just like little crap like that and like half my songs have like my keys jangling in my pocket and shit like i literally put my phone in my pocket walk down the hallway and just like use that like folly like, really yeah yeah my you've uh, blown my mind a little bit with all this but it's some you know, like i just like finding shit out of everything you yeah know? Like, there's something in everything if you think about it and like now we, we got we're lucky we got ableton and shit and like 
reason, logic, pro tools, all that shit. You can literally quantize anything. You can pick anything out. You can extract grooves from everything. Like, so we got the easy button compared to music back in the yeah, day. Like, like, yeah, man. Like with regards to like syncing shit now yeah, and stuff like that. Oh like, yeah. So easy to like, just grab anything from anything and make it work. Which yeah. Is, which is sweet. And how, how did you go from the transition from reason then to Ableton? How was that transition? That was tough. That was really tough. Cause like yeah. reason was, it was hard for me to understand in the beginning. But then because of reason, when I went to school, now I understood a patch bay. Like now I understand how to wire things and like when, like, you know, signal flow, all that type of stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, well, this is actually fucking like, I've already done this almost like, but in a computer, you know, yeah. so then, like in real life, I'm ripping around no problem. But Ableton was one of those things where it almost has like its own language to it. Like if you look at it, like okay. some of the terms and stuff aren't like standard music terminology. Yep. Like not clinical, at least like stuff that you'd see in school or in a textbook. You know what I mean? So hmm. That was like a weird learning curve for a little bit, but because Ableton's so malleable and there's it's such a good community like online, like just the amount of tutorials and stuff, like that's when I kind of transitioned to that and just found it really easy for syncing things and just sliding anything in, making ideas out of whatever I want was easier in Ableton. I found. Yep. Um, so that's why I just ran with that. But I'll still I'll still fire up Reason every once in a while. I'll still fire. Up. I can I can work in Logic, uh, Pro Tools. I hate it, but I'll use it. Yeah. Command S all day because that thing, you can spend 50K on your rig or you can spend fucking 50 bucks on your rig and it's still going to fuck up on you. So That's like <laughs> a, well, that, yeah. uh, like Horton's bought at um, Bitwig, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Thing. yeah. Have you yeah. tried that yet? I, that's the only one I haven't tried. Really? Yeah, yeah. Stu- oh, Studio One's really good too. Studio One's? Yeah, yeah. It's Personas' thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's not bad. It's um, it's got uh, Melodyne built in it and shit like that. So you can literally like just tweak the shit out of vocals and stuff. And it's really good for mastering vocals. That's cool. Yeah. I, I, I haven't used Ableton um, hardly at all. Uh, people have said to me, make the jump. But I'm yeah. too scared because I'd be more like back to square one again. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I feel I'd be behind. But then again, uh, I, you know, I've had people say to me, um, and I've done this, and I've seen it done online as well because YouTube's obviously got everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you can use, a, a, like, if I was in Reason, I could use Ableton or Logic as a plugin. Yeah. And use something from Ableton, like a synth, and put that synth from yep. Ableton into That was it. the first... I was doing the reverse of that when I first used Ableton. I used Rewire, this, like, weird program. Rewire, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd have to use Rewire, which is, like, some weird third-party shit, and then they would accept Reason as a plugin. Because, like, I only knew how to use those, like, Thor, Maelstrom, Subtractor. Those are, like... Yeah. I only know how to use these. So I don't really understand Ableton since it's all different terminology to me like the way it looked and stuff it didn't look like a synthesizer it didn't look like a unit you'd find in a studio yeah that's what was cool about reason it literally looks like the faceplate that you'd see in a studio when you walk in yeah so like that's how i understood how to sound design and then like when you go to ableton it's these weird little knobs that don't look like anything like you know yeah so that's why i was like i just take sounds from reason bring them into ableton and then use that like malleability in ableton to like really make it cohesive and kind of drag everything together and then also dragging in weird samples and stuff and syncing it all was easier than that yeah so. so if I want to make the transition and you're the guy to speak to because obviously yeah. you've done yeah, that transition, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 Fuck, I might do it actually. Yeah, man. Oh, no. It's fun too. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Don't screw up your workflow, but no. definitely give it a shot once or twice. Just spend yeah. like a, a good three, four hours on it. Try it. Yeah. Because re- I say reason, I think they've come leaps and bounds now. It was like oh, quite limited up to like eight, I think. Yep. And then Ableton and Logic were like stepping up big time. Yeah, yeah. And then Reason 12 was like, okay, now we actually do accept plugins. You don't have to buy our stock ones. Yeah, or, yeah. I remember Reason yeah. 6 came out and they had that little red like Reason iLock key. And you had to walk around this little USB. 
and it was built like shit and it would break all the time mm-hmm. and like it would fall apart and we had to call like propeller head like 40 times just to keep getting these little keys and they're like what and then like i guess reason seven came out and they just fucked no more key yeah just, <laughs> just like, fucking do it yeah. yeah they're like this is a piece of shit we're not doing oh that. man but yeah i, I mean uh I've, i might have to do a bit of ableton then yeah that's the way yeah, it goes man. yeah fucking damn up. anytime you want man i'd yeah. love to um, is there any what are your like future projects coming up then like future gigs or anything like that? Um, this weekend actually Friday, um, tenth we got um Jamal's throwing an event. Uh, it's an eighties party. It's all eighties themed, so we're all is gonna it be eighties. Yeah, we're all and gonna music be, as well. I have a lot of My very eighties based tunes. Right. Yes, eighties yeah. music. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I fucking yes. love it. Let's right. go. Let's the go. synths and everything back then, the sounds that we used. Hell yeah. I loved fucking the fucking Human League. Fat 767 yeah, drums and oh, toss. Man. <laughs> fucking Phil Collins sound and shit. Uh, fucking, uh, <laughs> what is it? Uh, um, Vince Clark. Fucking, yeah. mate, he was like the fucking synthist like, G ever back yeah. then. For Hell like, yeah, Yazoo. Fucking, that was a wicked song. Don't go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, what? This is sick, Tune. man. Just, I, f- I think that set that that sound back then in the eighties of all the synths when it was all started coming in. Yeah. I think that's the best sound in fucking time ever. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. Fuck. Hundred percent agree. Yeah. That's like when everything meshed together. Yeah. You had like half kind of organic sounds mixed with all digital synth. Well, at the time, analog synths. Yeah. And then digital became kind of new, and like drum machines were getting accepted, and that's when they like, they meshed actual drums with drum machines, and it's just this mashup of sick shit. It was cool because like they'd have like a. I don't know. I'm gonna say it. I'm probably wrong for the purists out there, but like a Casio like keyboard like a guitar. Keytar? Oh yeah, keytar. Is that it? <laughs> yeah. And it, you got the keytar like that, and then you got a guy playing a drum machine and a synth, and it's yeah, just yeah. fucking all mixing in. It's just like a sick tune, and you're just like, but what it's still that? organic. Like it's like it sounds like electronic music because it is coming out of electronic based instruments, but they're yeah. all jamming. They're all just humans. Yeah, it's so good, so isn't it? Cool. Yeah. Oh, mate. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be an 80s party, though. It's at Sai Wu in Chinatown. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to come. Yeah, that's Friday. I'm yeah. going to come. Yeah, there's going to be two you... stages. We got a ton of DJs, like uh, Brandon Dom from Northern House are playing. Yeah. Um, who else? Uh, DJ New Girl, Zeta, um, myself, Howley. Um, if I'm missing anybody, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, on my promotions episode, I will promote that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, that, that's you. right. Any time, man. I, I try and I try and do it the best way I can. Yeah, uh, I, you know, I might not get it right the whole time. I pronounce names wrong. Yeah, but so I try my best. Hell yeah, that's that. There's that one, and then like our little collective, like me and Howley and our friend Jake and our friend um, um, um we're we're running this this little like event company called J Lab. Okay, we're doing it like we just did uh, one in um, Holy Chow. And that turned out pretty good. Um, so this this next one is going to be at Gorgamish. And it's like an early start. It's uh, March 17th. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be a good one. Um, that'll be... A, it's like a homies little... Kind of like the early portion of the night. And then it kind of leads into like the normal Gorgamish night. Yeah. So that'll be fun. So do you do you actually like um, throw many parties in yourself? Um, uh, I know you obviously mentioned the J-Lab thing. But like, do you actually... I have never actually organized one myself. No. I really like running sound. I like doing like rigging and setting shit up. Um, that's like one of my favorite things is just tuning a system too and stuff like that. Like I just get a kick out of it. I think it's like from 
car audio days way back. Yeah, yeah. Just having my head in the trunk all the time, slamming subs. <laughs> yeah, man, I remember those days. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. You got like a fucking, what, 15-inch sub in yeah. the back? Just all, <laughs> hair's going everywhere. The back window's rattling. Went through three rearview mirrors this month, man. They're falling off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you got like the six by nines in the back yeah, and yeah. the doors. And <laughs> yeah. So uh, what, was, what would you say would be the best club that you've played at? Hmm. Hmm. Well, I got to play. I played Gorg here. I love Gorg just because the community and stuff and like the way that you walk in there and like even the staff makes you feel like family. That's, oh, stuff's sick in it. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Like that, just that vibe. And then like the way that everyone kind of hangs out and is there to like see each other's set and like see three hours of each other. Mm-hmm. That's pretty fucking cool. Like normally it's like an hour and oh, I'm here for a half hour. I got to go. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. like people are there for the long haul. And like that's a community hub. Yeah. That's what I like about Gorg. And then like back home in Detroit, there's uh, electricity in like Pontiac, Michigan, which is kind of on the outskirts. Um, that club just sounds great. Like the sound engineer there is unreal. System is nuts. It's like a c- combination of like Function One. I think they have that like they just inside. I haven't heard it yet, but they got that like uh, what's it called? Uh, robotic line array system that just like auto coordinates itself. Oh really? Yeah, just, just, some rings, its shit. Own, yeah, just yeah. rings its own sound out, makes it sound perfect. Like just spans the audio to the whole room. Like yeah, dude. Like, Wow. Now that's what's in there, so I gotta go back and hear that shit. <laughs> yeah, perfect but. excuse to go back and check it out. Yeah, yeah. So, um, oh mate, I don't know how long we've been going for. We've got to be fifty-four minutes. And is Damn, there already? Fifty-four yeah, minutes. Yeah, man. Holy shit. For a while. Damn. Yeah. So, is it? What is there anything else like you'd like to share, like for people out there, or plug anything of your own stuff? Um. Are we ever going to see any of these 400 I'd say, tracks? Yeah, I'd say literally <laughs> me and Dom have a pact from Northern House. We, we basically like we're forcing ourselves to release something in the middle of February. So just stay tuned. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm going to put something out. You fucking heard Finally. it here, folks, on the Music Matters. Wow. Yeah, because we both got yelled at by all of our friends in here. We were in here the other night and everyone's like, what the fuck's wrong with both of you? Well, <laughs> put some brought, shit out. I'm not going to lie. When you said to me about I've got 400 tracks or whatever not today but previously yeah yeah i even looked at you and said what the fuck are you playing at? yeah 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 like what the fuck yeah i don't <laughs> I'm know. like come on let's get this give some of the candy fucking hell yeah. it's like, thank you dude Appreciate yeah, it, yeah. It's fucking it, i don't know sometimes it's like i just like feels like i don't know if it's ready yet type thing yeah and then when you get it enough from your friends they're like dude what the it's do done you, <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, right, cool. <laughs> do you ever have any of that producer block like where you think like oh this is never complete yeah yeah all the time and do you get around it or do you just think, no, I have to give it to someone else to tell me I, like where I think it, where they think it's at. There's a couple people that are like my main homies that like, I'm like, can I run this by your ears? Like, what do you think? Top, top to bottom. And if I get the nod from them, then I know, okay, you guys, I'm okay with it. I can let this go. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. when you make the track then would you say that's 95% complete? And then the last five is mixing, mix mastering and, that's it yeah yeah is that yeah. you reckon that's how far you get to pretty much yeah i get like 95 and then like i'll do my own kind of master with like no limiting or clipping or anything like that just because i don't want to have it distorted already when i hand it off to whoever is gonna master it if, mm-hmm. I, if I do hand it off most of the time it's howley andres so he just yeah he'll like run a clipper or something like that on it and like a couple little more like dynamics plugins and stuff and like really just kind of watch like eq and then you just like have a look at it make crank it up like another couple decibels and that's it and that's it man yeah and if you and dom got any labels you were thinking of releasing them um i'm not like i honestly i like if i could get on like international chrome or something like that that's like a yeah some shit yeah. like that like some hard like kind of breakbeat stuff that i've been making 
I have like some weird acid tech kind of like breakbeat strange yeah. strange shit with hell 808s so <laughs> but it's like i don't know i've just been kind of trying to do my own thing for sound lately and like if i get on that label that would be make me so happy just because i listen to that shit and i'm like this is like nothing else this is so different this is like you sort of thing yeah, yeah and it sounds like it sounds very analog the stuff they're doing like and then you look into the artists and they are very analog and i'm like this is cool this is like reminds me of old day old day shit like yeah with a new flair that's aggressive so yeah, it's cool. that's cool man yeah no, well, um, yeah, mate, I fucking appreciate you having you on. Oh, Thanks dude, thank you for having show, me, dude. Man. Appreciate you coming out. Oh, fucking setting all, everything up, dude. Yeah, it's a, it's a process, isn't it? It is. Dude. It is Holy a process. Shit. You nailed it. Burn my calories doing it. That's yeah. <laughs> so if I ever have uh, a big dinner, I know yep. I've got to fucking, I can burn some calories off setting it up. But no, I appreciate it, mate. Thanks for inviting me to your studio. Um, I think you're one of the most informative guys as well with it all. Thank you, man. Love your vibe, you know. Appreciate that's why you I had you on. Um, yeah, and when I get off camera, I'm going to listen to some of these 400 tracks you've got hidden. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Secret recorder down here. Just yeah. be like, ah, I've exposed it's his coming music. coming out tomorrow. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, thanks again, mate. Thank and, you, man. Uh, Appreciate it. All the best. Hell yeah. You too. See you soon. Thanks, you.